Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. It's Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And this week's episode is brought to you by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Uh, Sarah's Chill uh, offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And we'll hear more from our sponsors in a little while. Um, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page and see if you can give any of them your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and you'll get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. Um, and Diane has our review of the week, but I'm wondering if we should do our big announcement. <gasps> should first we do it or second? Um, or should we do the review and now make people wait? Let's do the review. Okay. Let's do the now review you have to wait first. for the BA. <laughs> the BA. <laughs> the big announcement. Which, well, I thought big ass. Big ass. The big ass or yeah, yeah. Badass? badass. Badass. Yes. For the badass <laughs> announcement. Yes. So this comes from our iTunes. Thank you very much for putting this on iTunes for us. Brookie Zebro. And she says this podcast is the only reason I successfully breastfed my first for my goal of a year. And now I'm back with my second newborn. Every baby is different, but these episodes apply to all the different situations that come up. So helpful. Thanks, ladies. Congratulations on baby number two. That's awesome. And I'm so glad you're back with us. I think that's really fun. And... um you did have a year with your first, was your goal. Awesome. We're going to talk today about what happens after a year. But that's not our right. big announcement. That is not our big announcement. But thank no, you so much. we have much. a big announcement. Yeah, thank you. Thank Sorry. you for leaving so that on iTunes for us. I know, we are. But thank you so much about, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm so excited. Thank, thank you, you so much for putting much. your reviews on iTunes. <laughs> Let's talk at the same time the whole time and that'll, that'll be quality, quality podcast. Listening for all the listeners who want to blow their brains out right now. <laughs> all right. Should we just go on with our announcement? Yes. <laughs> do you want to tell them? Yes, I do. The big <laughs> announcement is um, you guys are really fantastic, dedicated listeners. And the, you, there's more of you now. I think there's more of you now than ever now. Yeah. Which is um, fantastic because during the podcast, it seemed like maybe nobody was going to listen anymore because we had all other things <laughs> on our mind. I totally understand. Um, yeah. But it's growing. And so we thought we should just grow too. So now we are not going to publish um, just once a week for the month of December. We are going to publish twice a week. We're going to have episodes Mondays come out on Mondays and come out on Wednesdays. And this Wednesday, December 1st, will be the first episode of our uh, December, double December plan. Yeah. So how does that work with the, if they're already signed up to get them downloaded, those will just go right too, right? Anything yeah, that we get do. Notified. Just, awesome. So you'll, you'll get know, notified, so, but I'll. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you have your email already into, into us and you're, you get their Mondays sent right to your inbox and you're going to start getting Wednesdays too. Yeah. But also you're probably more likely signed, subscribed through iTunes or whatever you are oh, yeah. subscribed through. Um, and so you'll just get notified. I think these, these people know how the podcasts work probably better than we do. <laughs> I was about to say that too. Probably better than us. <laughs> so, and in, so this will be for the month of December and if it goes well and we uh, 
we're we're seem to make it work with our we might yeah with we our might lives. continue we yeah, might then we you know that might be something that we keep doing um if you guys can stand to listen to us more than once a week but there's gonna be some good episodes in December a lot of we, things people have been asking us for we're gonna be we're gonna kick into that make that those episodes for December. So. Yeah, we picked some real like bangers for December. Yeah. Because we really want to see if this is going to work. So, <laughs> first we're going to be talking um this Wednesday you'll hear um we're going to talk about all about comfort nursing. And no, we're not going to just go like, "Oh, comfort nursing." Yeah, yeah. That's Don't good. do it cuz it'll form a habit. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about really what comfort nursing is and the actual importance of it, not just it's okay. It's necessary. This is mm-hmm. actually normal, biological, like necessary behavior because all babies do it. It's not just like, oh, my baby doesn't comfort nurse. And like maybe there's sta- ages and stages where they don't do it as much, but they all do it. Mm-hmm. And we're often told that it is not necessary in any way. So that'll be Wednesday and yes. um, more throughout the month. And one of the ones that's coming out in the month is and everyone's going to pop out their seats. You know, they're all going to pop out their seats. And I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cover marijuana. We're going to take the Everybody, leap and yeah, cover marijuana. Yeah. So anyway, let's, should we talk about one year now? What? Yes. Now, but today, those are all the ones coming up. Now, I know you can barely stand the excitement and now you got to listen <laughs> to a whole episode of a year and now what? Yeah, but this is great. But this is really good. So if you are somebody who made it to a year or your goal was a year and you're like, do I continue? Do I not? What's the point? Um, if you're somebody that just started your breastfeeding relationship and you're like, do I want to continue on for a year? Like, do I, how, what do I want to do? I'm not sure about my goals. This will be really informative for you because then you'll know like, okay, what, what happens after you, after you get to a year? And this is actually really good timing for me, you know, not that it really matters what I want in life, but it is really good timing for me because I've had probably like three in the last less than a week, three people contact me about consults regarding weaning after a year. So um, it is a really good conversation to have about what babies are still getting when you breastfeed past a year. And I think a lot of people don't understand what to expect. It's like, okay, what changes? What's going to happen? What do I do now? This is, you know, they're not babies anymore, although they really are. Um, I remember specifically asked me, like, what is the benefit of of breastfeeding past a year? So I know it's a question people have for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I my when I first started breastfeeding Jack, I just said I want to make it to a year. I think that's just a thing. It sounds like a good number. So people are like, yeah, a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, yeah, okay, I want to do a year. And it took about that long, (laughs) maybe not quite that long, but almost (laughs) that long to really feel like I was getting it. Um, So once we hit a year, I was like, well, I'm not stopping now because it just didn't. It just finally started working. So I was like, I'm not interrupting this now. And I started Mm -hmm. learning more about like, you know, how it's it's a normal behavior for kids and you know that it's you know that it's not just like a weird thing that people think it is um but there's you know i feel like there's so much freedom when it like one year is like this it really is like a huge milestone Mm -hmm. um it's like it's a really big thing And, and we have to remember too that like the the american academy of pediatrics recommends exclusive breastfeeding for six months and then up to a year and beyond, as long as, you know, the 
breastfeeding parent and child are happy with it. And the World Health Organization recommends um, exclusive breastfeeding for six months and up to two years and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we look throughout history too, um, or around the world, I mean, it's really hard to come up with like an average weaning age because we don't have like like just natural term breastfeeding really everywhere anymore. But what people have found is that kids will nurse anywhere between like two and a half and seven. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, so there are benefits and that it is actually pretty normal if you let it go. Um, if you kind of let them take the weed, the lead, they will go beyond a year. Um, but at a year, if you choose to wean at a year, um, you do have so much more freedom too, because, um, you don't have to worry about like donor milk. Mm-hmm. And like getting the formula and all that, like you do if you were weaning at like six months, you'd have to figure out how to replace that. At one year, you can really start to transition to like other things. And you have like so much more freedom when it comes um, to that. The pumping, if you're pumping, you can stop. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, and that's really the biggest thing. The mom that I talked to um, earlier today, she wanted to have a consult regarding weaning. And she's like, okay, we're at a year. We're about to be at a year. I wanted to, you know, make my next plan for moving forward. And, and really what it comes down to is like, she just wanted to drop those pumps. You know, she's a working parent and pumping three times a day at work and pumping in the evening and like, okay, let's, you know, let's get rid of that. Let's work on getting rid of that, but still interested in breastfeeding in the morning when her baby gets up and, you know, in the evening um, when they're home before bed, but really just wanted to drop that pumping. And that is absolutely the first thing that can go like that can say goodbye to that. A lot of parents are working parents. How, that's why I'm like, celebrate that, like be done with it. We're going to be done with that. And then you really are free to do so much more. Like you're just, you could, your breastfeeding relationship can look like what you want it to. You know, do you want to just breastfeed when you're with the baby? Do you want to just breastfeed in the morning? Do you want to wean completely? Do you want to just set up some boundaries? Like it, it really just depends on what, where you are at with your, with your child, what they're doing. But you can definitely start to, um, switch things around and make a different plan if you want to, you know, I mean, once you get rid of the pumping, it's a game changer. Yeah. That's something that really a lot of people don't like. I mean, I don't know anybody who likes pumping. Oh my gosh. No. So you can just smash that. You know, remember that show office or that movie office space where they take the printer (laughs) out back and they're bashing it with bats. Oh yeah. Throw it. Do it, man. Yeah. And like, you know, you could totally celebrate a year if you, you know, if you've chosen to make it that far, like, you know, be proud of it. You know, you see all these people like they make boob cakes and yeah, have a, you know, you because I feel like I did this, too. Like you have this first birthday, the first birthday of your baby. And it's like a big party. And it's like, oh, the you know, they don't know and they don't care. Like, make it about you. Like, this mm-hmm. is about you. You made it a year. And there's so much stuff that changes, like, you know, that that will change about breastfeeding. But, like, so many other things, too, you don't have to deal with anymore. Like, they're not these tiny, fragile little newborns that just scare you with every <laughs> move that they make. You know? Like, there's so many things that um, they just get bigger and kind of stronger. And they're a little more sturdy. And you... 
there's so many of those things that you just you get to move on from that really vulnerable time. I know some people really enjoy that time. I did not. I did not either. It was very anxiety provoking for me. Every little thing caused me severe anxiety and panic. And I didn't I just didn't like it when they got bigger. It was I don't want to say easier because then you just come into there's new things. Yeah, it's just Um, different. But it was it was I was happy to leave those really more like fragile, vulnerable times behind. One of the things that I think is something that every parent, when we talk about weaning, they're never sure what to do about solids. Yeah. What what do we do about this? What happens with solids? What do I give her now? What do I tell the the daycare to give her? Do I, if I'm taking, you know, the bottles away, what are, are we putting something in place of that? I'm afraid they're going to be hungry. That's what people always say. I'm afraid that they're not going to get enough and they're going to be hungry. And this came up today when I was talking to this mom, as it does with every parent that I talk to about weaning at this age. And I was like, she's, gonna she's a year she'll tell you she'll let you know you'll know if she's hung if she's a year old she's not gonna go hungry you will know if there's something she needs it is a very scary transition to go from breastfeeding when you've been breastfeeding all this time to not breastfeeding when you make that, you know, if, if that's what you choose to do once you're like starting to do more of just solid meals, mm-hmm. it's a big transition. And it's still, you know, the breastfeeding piece of it is still really important. And one of the things that I was talking to this mom about today that I talked to was because she said, like, well, I don't really know how much she's actually getting from the milk at this point or how much she's getting or what she's getting from it or, you know, it is, your breast milk is really cool. And we've talked about this before on the podcast that as your baby gets older, we know that the milk changes, you know, depending on what state of development they're in, where are they in their growth? Where are they in their development? Where are they, you know, what are they doing? What is their body doing? And what do they need? And the breast milk will give it to them. And when they get bigger, they get over a year, they're eating more solid foods, they're taking less breast milk, but more solid foods. Your breast milk is concentrated to give them what they need in smaller amounts. So it's okay if they're Smaller amounts taking, of breast milk. Right. Smaller amounts of breast milk, but the same or more nutritional. Exactly. Yeah, right. It is just fascinating. It's amazing. So you don't have to worry. Oh, the baby's really not on there for very long. They're really not getting very much. I'm barely making any milk anymore. They're really not getting that much. But they're still getting so much nutrient. If that's your concern, because this mom was like, well, so she's getting the comfort from him. Like she's getting a lot more than just comfort from still nursing at a year. Absolutely. No, that absolutely. Yeah. The nutritional value of breast milk never goes away. Mm-mm. It is there. This is a this is a big confusion, too. It's not, it doesn't go away. It's not like one day it turns to water. The nutritional value changes with your baby and continues to be there for as long as they nurse. Doesn't turn to water like everybody thinks. Right. And it's still continuing to be, you know, beneficial, you know, to the, to the, to their growth, to their, you know, the development of their vital organs and their immune system. And of course, like all of the intellectual, mental, social you know, aspects of growing up too, you know, breastfeeding, as we know, is 
um, as we say, so much more than food. And we'll talk about more of that on Wednesday. But like, you know, there's there's so much more that is just about, we think about feeding the breast milk, the how much breast milk and the milk supply and the feeding and the milk. It, that, 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 that's a, actually a very small part of what's going on um, with nursing and continues to be um, a small part. And maybe even a smaller part as they grow, it becomes, you know, um, really kind of the basis of the relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people worry about like, well, I, you know, they're a year now and I want to go on vacation for a weekend away with my partner or whatever. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll, you know, will it ruin my breastfeeding relationship? You know, I don't know every story of every person in the planet, but like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it won't. Because you know what they're going to do when they see you? You are a walking boob. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are so much more to that more than that to me but to your baby you are just a boob and they're gonna see you and that's what they're gonna want to do even after two days away you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't just go away they don't just forget you know and and if they they do you know if they are you might see these things which you may have seen before they're before they turn one or whatever too of, of like you know slowing down the nursing because the nursing you know it will uh it will go through the phases and all of that as well with the nursing less and they get distracted and then and then they kind of come back to it. And, you know, like um, with Jack, he was he was always nursing so much. Um, and then I got pregnant and he was nursing less and I really wanted to tandem nurse. So I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't wean. And then um, and then Exley was born and he was Jack was like like two months shy of being three. And um he started nursing like a freaking newborn again, like all the time, all the time, all the time. And, the, and, it, and it would happen again. That was when he was three. He nursed until he was six and a half. So, you know what? Every year, you know, it's just like over a year, just because they're over a year doesn't even mean that everything from over a year is going to look the same. Right. You know, within that, you know, within that second year, or even third year of life, breastfeeding is going to go through so many different phases. And, you know, we get so sometimes people... I feel like it's it's like the people the baby's like constantly constantly nursing and the parent just wants some boundaries and the other person's baby is very distracted and they're like oh no you know I, w- I, I want you to nurse more it's like you can't you know it's like every phase is so like you know everything is so intense um so, so emotionally different. intense with <laughs> parenting um and it's so different yeah. forever with every baby it really it is. is and they so act different. so different yeah it's just, yeah, very different. And so with different from week to week. Just, you know, mm-hmm. this week they're doing this, and the next week they're going to be doing something totally different. And um, a lot of that does have to do with age and the development that they're going through. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to they're going to stop. And um, but I should stop <laughs> rambling, maybe, and <laughs> tell you about the sponsors that I promised to tell you about. Oh yeah, and then I'm gonna yeah. Then there's definitely something I want to cover too. Yeah, totally. This week's episode is sponsored by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-functioning nursing clasp to easily switch between nursing and pumping and buttery soft light-as-air fabrics for 24-7 comfort. Simply undo the lower clasp and slide your pump flange into the hidden pump support liner for a hands-free pumping experience. Under the upper clasp, undo the upper clasp for easy access for breastfeeding. Simple Wishes bras are smooth with no lumps that show under your shirt. The bras are designed to fit every shape of breast so that you don't need to feel uncomfortable while you are trying to pump or enjoy a nursing session with your baby. 
No one wants to waste their money on cheap products that don't last. Simple Wishes has you covered for your entire journey. You can check out every style of bra at simplewishes.com and use code BADASS30 for, you guessed it, 30% off. That's simplewishes.com and code BADASS30. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. Have you guys checked this out yet? A little bit of, a, of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, and any of your favorite beverages or even snacks when you're done breast or bottle feeding. Head over to sarischill.com. That's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L.com. Or check them out at Sarah's Chill on Instagram and use code BADASSBREASTFEEDERS15 for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode, I mean, today's sponsors can be found at BADASSBREASTFEEDINGPODCAST.COM. You'll find the um, the links and the promo codes over there. And at BADASSBREASTFEEDINGPODCAST.COM, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah. So... One of the things I definitely wanted to make sure we talked about, in fact, I even wrote a note and stuck it on my desk so that I wouldn't forget, was solid foods. <clears throat> and yeah. I really wanted to mention that if you happen to have a child who at a year is still just kind of like maybe not eating a ton of solid foods, they might be just like still trying it, you're still working with it, but they're not like super interested yet. And somebody maybe has mentioned to you that if you were doing less breastfeeding, your baby would eat more solids. That is not a thing. We are not going to take away from our baby to try to manipulate them into eating something else that they're not quite ready for yet. It is okay if you are still breastfeeding your baby and they're not taking three meals a day in solids because it's just not where they are yet with solid foods because every baby hits those stages on their own and they're all different. But don't feel like you are somehow holding your baby back because you're still breastfeeding them. I don't want anybody to feel like that. Yeah, I mean, some babies are real enthusiastic about solids. And when they start them at six months, like they're really into it. And some babies just don't, they don't really take to it. Maybe they like playing with it. They don't get much of it in their mouth. Um, And at one, they're still not. Jack was definitely not. Jack was closer to two before I think he was really eating a lot of food. Um, And that's why another reason why breastfeeding was so helpful, you know, because he was still getting, um, he was just, you know, in the later average of uh, starting solids. But you knew he was getting the nutrients he needed because he was still breastfeeding. He was nursing all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I know that there is toddler formulas now. So if you were somebody that formula fed your baby, you did not breastfeed at all and they're formula feeding and that baby happens to not be doing well with solids or maybe needs a little bit more or whatever. 
there's those toddler formulas, um, which, you know, it's just a gimmick to get your money. But because you can't just be feeding them food. Yeah. If you're breastfeeding, they're still getting in the nutrients they need while they are working on getting into those solid foods. But you really do hear people say, well, you're because you're breastfeeding, that's why your baby isn't taking as many solids. The pressure we put on parents for their babies to conform to a certain behavior by a certain age is just incredible. It really is. You know, and it's just we need to stop doing that just as a whole of society. That is awful. Because there's nothing worse than when you have a parent that feels like, okay, my baby isn't really eating a lot of salads. And somebody else is like, well, they should be eating three meals a day and two snacks. And they should be eating this many vegetables. And they should be eating this many fruits. And they should be doing all this stuff. And if your baby's not doing that, that's okay. Everybody develops differently. Your breastfeeding is not the problem. Right. We have these tiny boxes that we want like babies to fit in. We want school kids to fit into people's bodies to fit into. And I mean, it's across the board everywhere across life that we want everyone to be exactly the same, except there really is no area where everybody is the same, Mm -mm. including your baby. And you also don't need to. This is a time where people are like, should I introduce cow's milk? You know, my breast milk changes and it doesn't really have all the nutrients in it anymore. And so I need to introduce. (laughs) I can't not be sarcastic about it. (laughs) We need to introduce the, you know, the breast milk from another species because mine just changes and becomes inappropriate and insufficient. And (laughs) at one year old. Anyway. There's I mean, nothing you, that there's nothing special that you need to do. Yeah, I mean, if you if your household drinks cow's milk, then you can start doing that at one if you'd like. Especially, you no, you don't have to. But if you are a working parent and you need to send something in for your baby to drink, and you don't want to pump anymore, but you're breastfeeding when you're home with the baby, then yeah, send in cow's milk if that's what your family wants to do. Or you can do an alternative milk or you can do water, like whatever you feel like is comfortable for your family. But you don't have to feel like you need to continue to pump just to send something into the babysitter or the daycare or whatever your situation may be. Um, Your breast milk is giving your baby what they need. It really is. And the longer you breastfeed, because I know we say, oh, well, it's just, you know, you're only doing it for you. It really doesn't benefit the baby anymore. Or, you know, first of all, that's not true because everybody benefits from breastfeeding. Second of all, so what if it benefits you? What's wrong that's with that thing? It's like, why does it matter? Right. I mean, the longer you breastfeed, and they've done a lot of research on this now. It used to be like when I first started in this field, we'd be like, oh, you know, any amount of breastfeeding is good, which we still say definitely. But I'll still hear people say, well, my doctor told me if I could just do even a couple of the first six weeks, that's that's enough. I'm not going to say that that's not good because giving your baby breast milk for six weeks is absolutely amazing. But the research that they're doing now and the research that they've been doing is showing that the longer you breastfeed, the better off beneficially you are. It's dose dependent, which means the more they get, the more you do it, the better the benefits are for both of you. So longer is better in this case. 
And it's not a bad thing for you to continue on breastfeeding because you as the parent are still getting a benefit from it as well. Right. You can't force your child to breastfeed. It's not like you're, it's just for you and therefore you're forcing them to do it. (laughs) Like if they don't want to, they're not latching on. We all know this. Yeah. If you've ever breastfed a child, you know that if they are not wanting to, they will not. If they're still latching on and you're still happy about it and you still feel like you're getting something out of it and you feel somehow guilty about that or selfish, that's nonsense. Yeah. That's it's, total nonsense. It's fine for you to be happy with it. Why would we? I mean, it's vital for you to be happy with it and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy with it, then stop. But it it's is, like it's like we're not allowed to be like happy or getting something. You know, we're not allowed to be like being fulfilled by things. It's like if we are, then we're selfish. God, I know that's ridiculous. It's totally crazy. But there is to be able to breastfeed past a year, like you reached a year and you're not sure, like, what should I do at this point? Should I wean? Should I not? Should I set up boundaries? If you're not sure if you should wean, if you're kind of in that place with your breastfeeding relationship where you're like, well, I want to give up pumping. So we already said you can give that up. But if you're kind of like, I'm not sure what I want to do with the rest. I'm not sure how long I want to keep going for Um, I'm not, you know, I haven't really decided yet, then you can consider putting up some boundaries around it. You know, um, we've got several episodes on putting up boundaries around breastfeeding. So maybe all you need to do, because a lot of parents at this stage, you're kind of feeling like, I want my body back. I want my, you know, just kind of like not feeling so touched out all the time. That's valid. And maybe you're not in that place where you're ready to say, I'm done with breastfeeding, but you want to put boundaries around it so it's more in your control. And that's okay. You can definitely start doing stuff like that at this age. Yeah. I mean, boundaries are really how a lot of people make it. I really don't know if there's somebody, I mean, maybe there are people out there who just like nurse on demand, follow the child's lead for years and years and years and years and are cool with it. Like that was not me. (laughs) I don't know how you can just be cool with that for like years and years and years. Um, And it's like not a bad thing to be, you know, putting up boundaries. And that's a whole other discussion, I guess. But yeah, like I said, don't feel bad about that either. Mm -mm. Um, Don't feel bad about any of this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are like people wonder like, okay, I've hit a year now. So so what do I do? What am I supposed to do? What changes? What do I need to be like adjusting? And you really need to look at like what is working for you. If there's things that are not working for you, like the pumping thing, you get to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're feeling touched out, you get to now start working on some boundaries. Um, But there's nothing that you need to do. There is no, you know, it's not like, it's not like now you have to introduce cow's milk and now you have to, you know, now you have to stop breastfeeding a little bit so that they'll eat more solids. That's none of it. That's none of that. None of that. There's things that you get to do. But there's nothing that you have to do Mm-mm. now in a year. Like you have to start making these changes. That's not how it works. The mom that I, one of the moms I talked to recently about weaning, she was like, is there anything I can do to screw this up? I'm like, no, <laughs> there's not. I mean, there's nothing you, you can do just to don't breastfeed up. anymore and then they'll stop breastfeeding. But you know, like this is not, no, there's really, there's really nothing that you can do to screw it up. They're not going to, you're not depriving your, your baby of anything. You know, they're eating foods. They're 
drinking other things. They're breastfeeding when, when it's working for your family or they're doing, they're growing, they're thriving, they're doing all the things like you're not going to screw it up. Yeah. And I think that's part of it because we think of breastfeeding in this culture as something that babies do. Mm. We do not think of it as something that toddlers do. Right. And it is something very normal for toddlers to do biologically speaking. So if we can shift our thinking with that of like, this can, what we're doing right now can continue this way. Mm -hmm. And if there's some things I don't like about it, then there's some of those things that I get to change now. Right. Um, But, you know, there's nothing special. There's no special like toddler nursing book, you know, where there's a different, whole different rule set. You know, you've, you've done the hard part now. You've done the hard part. Yeah. Absolutely. All that hard stuff is behind you. Yeah. Now you've got more say in what goes on. And that's, I mean, it's fantastic. You made it. Yeah. And have a party. Have a party. What's the, do we know right off the top of our head? I mean, the this, this statistics of people that nurse for a year in this. Oh culture, God, it's low. It's very low because I think it drops, you know, significantly at like three and six months. So yeah, because of work. Yeah, it's very low at a year. Like I almost, we could probably Google it and I'm like Googling it right now. Are you? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty low. I want to say oh. 25%, but I think that's even too high. That I, I know that's high. Well, this says um, 36% at, we're breastfeeding at one year. Really? I feel like that's really high. Yeah, it does seem high. But also, I haven't found like exact actual. Oh, here's the CDC report card. Is this interesting, guys? Isn't it so interesting to listen to me <laughs> Google? This is why you listen to this podcast. No, you know what? This is why this podcast is free for you because it's it's just supposed to be fun. <laughs> and sometimes we just Google. Sometimes Abby just picks up her phone and starts Googling shit right in the middle of the episode because it's fun and it's cool to talk about this stuff. Yeah. But doesn't everybody want to know like where you fall in that percentage? If you, I was always kind of, I was like, yeah, like not a lot of people made it as far as me. It's not like, you know, yay, like, you know, ha ha, all the rest of you didn't make it because no, that's rude. No. But, um, so here we have the CDC report card of, I can't, oh, 2017. Well, that's old, but you know relevant pre-pandemic that says 35 that says 35 um, percent too yeah for the national but now you can break it down by state mm. you maybe can that's break what i'm thinking of my state yeah that yeah. could be illinois where i'm at is 30 percent at one year everybody right now is like look up my, look up this state look up that state look at this state <laughs> i'll put that we can put this in the show notes so that you can like check out your state and like it's fun to look new york where you are is 37 percent wow let's say we got like let's see some of these not well okay I don't have to sit here on Google. This is probably not interesting. Um, Tennessee is 24%. But then you got places like Oregon is at 48%. Yeah, they're really so good it over really there. It really does, like, Coast. it really, uh, Mississippi's at 20%. Um, a lot of these southern, a lot of the southern states seem to be lower. Um, anyway. We'll put this in the link and you can look at it. It's yeah. interesting. But when you think about, like, the people that, the number of the percentage of people that initiate breastfeeding is very high. It's like 80, 90%. Oh, yeah. Right. And then by a year, we're down to like 30. 
percent. Yeah. Um, so we have this is a right here. It says you. It says ever breastfed mm-hmm. is at eighty four. Breastfeeding mm-hmm. at six months is fifty eight. I see. I really feel like that's high. I really feel like that's high. But maybe it's I don't know. Maybe things just really increased a lot in the last ten years. Maybe we're going do oh, well, going in the right I, direction, right? Like well, I think we are. First of all, I do think yeah. that that's happening. Um. But yeah. So if you've made it to a year, happy first nurse anniversary! Happy anniversary to you for nurse aver- I can't even say it. Nurse anniversary, <sighs> and uh, <laughs> congratulations! Like you deserve, you deserve it. And if you're working towards that goal, we will support you. You can do it. Yeah, and if you're, if there's probably a lot of people who have younger babies listening to this, maybe I don't know. I don't. It's hard to keep track of that because babies grow so fast. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. um. But I remember early on, you know, when you don't have anybody around you who is nursing, when you don't have, you know, a support system, when you live in this culture where you don't really see nursing, um, it's hard to know what's coming around the bend, you know, and it mm-hmm. can be really scary. It's like this feels isolating. It feels like this horrible time that I'm going through this really rough time is just going to be rough always. Um, and like life doesn't work like that. You know, things babies don't work like that. Right. It at least changes. You know, there's nothing that stays consistent for very long. Um, And so you can see kind of even just at the year mark, which if you have a young baby, it might seem like it's really far away. Um, But you can know in that amount of time that things will be definitely transitioning and adjusting to something else than what you something probably vastly different from what you're going through right now. Yeah. So good luck. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And don't forget to listen to our Wednesday episodes. Yes. Listen to our Wednesdays. We'll we'll love you for it. Okay. Bye. Bye.